Hello everyone, this is Deb McBride and welcome to my astrology podcast. It is Sunday, the 7th of July, 2019, and I am here on a lovely evening in Costa Rica, and it is now Mercury retrograde. So, as we speak, Mercury has gone retrograde a couple of hours ago, and it is also a void moon. It's been void most of today. So it's one of those days. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lazy Sunday, and it's a Sunday of Mercury going retrograde for three weeks until July 31st. And the retrograde began at the degree of 427 Leo. So it's four degrees, 27 minutes Leo. So if you are a fixed sign person, you may feel this very much. You may feel that this is happening. I know I certainly felt it yesterday. It just felt like this kind of uh, mushy mental state that was happening that I really believe had a lot to do with the slowing down of Mercury and the turning around. So Mercury has been at four degrees for the last several days since the 5th of July. It will be at four degrees until the 10th of July, at which point it'll go to three degrees and then it really starts to move backwards. But today and tomorrow, it's pretty much at four degrees, 27 minutes. And if you don't know what a Mercury retrograde is, then I will tell you, uh, it means that the planet of communication... Uh, intellect, the mind, the rational mind, the way we speak, the way we communicate, uh, or whether through written, spoken word, the way we articulate. Um, Mercury retrograde means that this planet is, from our vantage point on the Earth, appearing to travel backwards. Now, planets do not travel backwards. We just imagine that they're traveling backwards. So essentially what's happening, and think of it this way, and I may have said this in a previous podcast, but to review from my new listeners, if you are driving on the highway and you're in your car and then there's lanes of traffic on either side of you and you are now slowing down and the traffic, say, on your right side is looking like it's still moving while you're slowing down and they're pulling ahead of you and then you pull ahead of them. You know how traffic goes. Like suddenly you're neck and neck with the blue car and now that's not happening anymore. So you're moving ahead and the traffic maybe next to you is now slowing down. And it looks like everybody is moving backwards on the right side in the right lane. If you're on the New York City subway and you're in the train and you're in your car and you're looking over at the track next to you in the tunnel, sometimes it looks like that train is moving backwards. It's because of the relative speed of where you are versus the line of traffic or the train next to you. And it means that when we stand on the earth, the earth is moving, you know, we all move around the sun and Mercury moves around the sun and Mercury is closer to the sun than we are. So the relative vantage point of us looking at, you know, Mercury, so we're driving on the highway next to Mercury, and Earth is, you know, 
moving ahead and Mercury looks like it's slowing down and we look at that Mercury's lane of traffic and Mercury's lane of traffic looks like it's going backwards. But that's not really what's happening. It's sort of an imagined thing in, in perspective. So you have to keep it in perspective and use your imagination. And what that feels like then, so since it's perspective and since everything is a projection in our world, um, it means that things that are communication related or ruled by communication or are affected by communication, they go awry during the Mercury retrograde period. Now, not every period of Mercury retrograde is the same because it depends on where the sign is, uh, the planet is, what sign it's in. It depends on what it's aspecting. And it depends on how we are, you know, experiencing the retrograde, like, you know, in our lives, what part of our horoscope is getting the Mercury retrograde. And if you are a Leo, you're going to feel this. And so what happens is we start to notice that our brains move differently and our communication skills move differently and our ability to process things move is different. And there's some interesting things that are actually very good during Mercury retrograde, meaning people can sit down and have a conversation about what's happened and maybe they needed to have a conversation. Maybe something needed to, to be revealed. And Mercury retrograde makes us take a step back, connect with our thoughts, connect with what's just happened over these last few weeks, and sort of review it. And whenever there's a retrograde, it's an RE, so a re, a review, a repeat, a revamp. And so when we think about what we're doing, you know, we might be reconnecting, reviewing, revamping something in our lives and we go back to something that maybe we needed to look at a while ago. So for example, you are balancing your checking account and you notice that there's mistakes and you have to go back and figure out what you did wrong when you were balancing last time maybe. Or you reveal something, there's another there's another re reveal something in your checking account. It's like, wow, I have a hundred extra dollars than I thought I had. That well, that's great. Or, oh, so and so never cashed that check. I wonder if they ever caught it. So those kinds of things are you know, those can happen when Mercury's not retrograde. Those are very that's a very simple example. But sometimes when Mercury's retrograde, the truth gets told. So something that you knew was happening or you had a feeling might have been happening or maybe you were completely unaware was happening, somehow you get the answer during Mercury retrograde. It's like, oh, that's why it was so weird. Um, You're an actor. You've audition for a part you did a great job they didn't call you back you have no idea why <laughs> because they were like the parts you were practically in the audition and then you find out during mercury retrograde ah oh, that's why because somebody came in after that and it was just a tweens what more what they were looking for those things happen that's you find out during mercury retrograde or you uh you know, have to revamp something. It's a good time to revamp your house, revamp your website, revamp your closet. Now, when I say revamp your website, I don't expect you to 
launch something brand new. I expect you to stay with the same old name and URL and tweak things on your website, make me change the colors or, you know, look at it differently. Um, but this is what we do during Mercury retrograde. And when it's in Leo, it is a time when it's creative. It's a time that's, you know, for being friends, you know, Mercury retrograde is about, you know, reconnecting with people too, that you're friends with. Maybe you haven't heard from somebody in a really long time and they show up now. That's a good thing. And, you know, Leo is sort of a party sign. Leo is the sign of generosity and friendships and parties and socializing. And Leos love to socialize and be gregarious. And they're out there doing their thing. And so um, they love to be creative and and put on a show and and those kinds of things. And sometimes, um, you know, our creativity and our social life gets a revamp during a Mercury retrograde. So that's something also you want to look out for. Uh, a funny story from many years ago, I had uh, friends who were talking on the phone, uh, astrologer friends, and one friend was saying to the others, oh, I'm so sorry, my cats are fighting in the background. I really, I'm really sorry because it kept interrupting the conversation and she was trying to get her cats to calm down. She said, I don't understand what's wrong with them lately. They're fighting all the time. And my other friend said, well, Mercury's retrograde in Leo. <laughs> so... If your cats are fighting, Mercury's retrograde in Leo. So anyway, um, it is a cat sign. So in the meantime, there are lots of other things going on that are very important this week where you are uh, necessarily going to want to pay attention. Um, tomorrow, the Mercury, that is retrograde, is going to conjunct Mars at 6.28 p.m. Eastern time. So we had Mercury conjunct Mars on the 18th of June, and now we're having it again. And so remember what happened. Maybe you were doing something particular on the 18th of June, and it's going to come back for a revisit. And Mars and Mercury, you know, they're fairly good friends. They, they can get along. And it's, it's about the connection to, you know, your energy, your motivation, your power. Maybe you were very motivated or you had some sort of, like, good meeting that day on the 18th of June. And so tomorrow could be another level of meeting. And, and hey, we did more good work. You know, we're still working on that stuff. It's really good. Mars is a vitamin shot. Um, to Mercury especially, it's like your, your brain may be really on fire with ideas and things. That's okay during Mercury retrograde. Brainstorming is a great thing during Mercury retrograde. So think of it as positive. Don't think of it as something that is... Oh, no, I'm having all these great ideas of Mercury's retrograde. No, write everything down. Be aware of it. It's the next layer. We like that. On Tuesday, there is a sun opposite Saturn. And so this is one of those things that we really want to pay attention to because remember, Saturn and Pluto are conjunct and the sun is in Cancer now. So the sun's been in Cancer for the last couple of weeks since we had the solstice and you know, on the 9th of July, we have the sun opposite Saturn, and that's a a little bit of a stickler, because Saturn is like the dutiful one, and Saturn is the one that wants us to stick to the program and stay focused and be very much on the level of, you know, what, we, what we're doing, work hard. And so the sun opposite Saturn 
is one of those things where the sun goes, ah, my light, <laughs> my light is being kind of nitpicked by Saturn right now. And so your energy might feel a little low. You may feel like you don't have the energy that you normally have to do something. So just stay focused. Make sure that you're not getting too uh, self-deprecating, um, that you're not being self-flagellating and you're not beating up on yourself because you aren't getting things done or because things aren't done perfectly the way you want them to be or the way somebody else needs them to be because Saturn, it's an opposition. It's the sun sitting across the table from Saturn and maybe people have expectations of you and you're not feeling like you're meeting them. And then sometimes you go into your meeting or whatever and they're like, wow, that's great. That's brilliant. I love that. And you didn't even realize it. And that's that's some of the good news about Saturn. You know, when we go in there and we get something we're always a little self-conscious when we get into a Saturn thing. We feel like we aren't doing enough or doing the right amount of work or the right job. And then here it comes. You know, you get you work extra hard because of that, you know. And here comes like, oh, all the accolade. Like, because Saturn helps us sort of over-prepare a little bit. So that's something you want to be aware of. And Here's what's really important about that. Saturn's on the south node, and I've said this 10,000 times, um, but the sun is on the north node. So we want the sun to be highlighting the direction we're going in. The sun is enlightening us to the direction we're going in. The sun is our life force. It's on the north node. This is really important. Now, even though we had the eclipse last week and they were, the sun and moon were together and they were close to them, they were at the north node. This is an exact conjunction of the sun on the north node because it's opposing Saturn, which is exactly on the south node. So the north node is where we're fulfilled. And so this is actually a good moment to really pay attention to what's fulfilling, what's going to fulfill us, what's going to get the job done, what's going to help us see the light in some way. Because remember, Saturn's been on the south node on and off for a while, and it's going to be there. It's exactly there now. It's going to be there all month. It's going to be on and off very close through September. And that's kind of a hard one to handle. It's, it's necessary because it helps us recognize where we have limitations, where we have patterns, where we have our needs that are not necessarily healthy needs. But it also helps us you know, get get a little distance and some discipline, because Saturn's a disciplinarian. It helps us get some discipline on the our south node habits. So wherever Capricorn is right now, you're getting some discipline. And you, you have to be more uh, fastidious about your habits. So, you know, cleaning up after dinner and, and uh, not, you know, overindulging in anything and being very aware of where you're, you know, you might be holding yourself back or where you know that you need to be more disciplined. And so the sun is going to give us a little boost on the north node and that's good. But remember, it's still opposite Saturn. And it's, it's really, you know, it might be a little bit of a, mm, you know, we're not, we're not quite, we're not quite working, you know, to the best of our ability, or maybe we're overworking, or maybe we're going to go in there and overwork and it's going to be great. So work as much as you can and as hard as you can and stay focused, but don't beat yourself up over it. Just get the job done. 
Um, there's other aspects this week that are very important. The sun is going to trine Neptune on Thursday the 11th. So the 11th is a, a, a kind of a hot day because there's a few things going on. Um, the sun trine Neptune is really lovely. And so even though it's opposing Saturn, there is a lovely trine to Neptune, which is insightful and intuitive and creative and a very lovely uh, supportive aspect in the right measures, meaning you know, doesn't mean if you don't get, I'm going to go out and get drunk instead of getting the job done, you know, <laughs> we don't want to do that. We want to stay focused on, you know, the Saturn job, but also allow the creativity to flow, allow the beauty to flow, allow, you know, Neptune is like a beautiful sunset. Neptune is where we are inspired. Get inspired and get your, your tasks met. But Sun, Neptune, everything's in water. So the sun is in Cancer and Neptune's in Pisces. And that's going to happen very early, like 1230 a.m. on the 11th um, in Eastern time. And if you really feel like, you know, you are getting uh, an inspiration, stay with it. Even if it's 1230 a.m. on the East Coast and you're getting inspired. This And, you know, Neptune's slow and the sun takes a day to, to kind of pass through a degree. So it's really going to be all of like you're going to start feeling it on Wednesday the 10th and then you're going to feel it for most of Thursday, Friday, and then it'll start to sort of fizzle out. But this is really a very important aspect that doesn't do this very often, maybe a couple times a year. And this is sort of a reprieve for us. This is, you know, when it's a trine, sun trine Neptune, you're opening to something because that's a lovely, smooth aspect. You're opening to some inspiration, some clarity in, in a way. and Or maybe you're just feeling very good. Maybe you're feeling good about what you're doing. You know, um, It's an easy flowing aspect, but it's good if you're working on something creative and you, you want to be inspired, this is the time to kind of push it a little bit. So it softens the blow of the Saturn. It softens the Saturnine, uh, you know, self-criticism. But, it, you know, and it's very interesting because Saturn is in its sign, its own sign of Capricorn, and Neptune is its own sign of Pisces. So both of them are just very powerful right now. But when you're looking at this, you know, you want, you can balance. Remember, but Sun Saturn's Tuesday, Sun Neptune's Thursday. So there may first come the, I got to get this done. I got to meet a deadline. Uh, um such a dork I haven't done this and then there's the trying from Neptune that goes oh okay now I feel inspired now I get it now I know what that was about or I know what the lesson was about ah inspiration I, I realized what that lesson was about that lesson I had to learn the other day do be careful on Thursday because Mars is squaring Uranus this is another hot aspect it's going to be two in the afternoon eastern time Mars Uranus you know, this is Mars takes two years to go around the whole zodiac. So when it squares Uranus, we sit up and take notice because it's only a couple, like once a year or so. And and Mars is in Leo, as we know, because it's with Mercury. And Uranus is in Taurus, as we've been talking about for the last several months. And so these are stubborn fixed signs. And Mars is in Leo uh, with you know, this gusto, this this desire to be powerful and, and to be, you know, to be king. 
Mars. It's Mars. It's a male planet. It's an energy. It's that's very masculine, but it's also where we're confident and we're going to take initiative and be motivated. And so when it's in Leo, you know, we want that. We want everyone to sit up and notice that we're being taking initiative and that we're doing things that are, you know, creative and powerful. And, and it's, it's good. It's a really good energetic sign. It's a great place for Mars to be. Mars likes being in a fire sign. But when it squares Uranus, there's often a bit of tension between yourself and yourself. <laughs> um, it's a square. It's not an opposition. So this is where we have to navigate nicely our ambition, our motivation, our desire to get things done, and our qualities of innovation, of, of electrical energy, our qualities of how we, where we want to be different, where we want to um, change things, how, what, where do we want to shake it up? And Mars kind of comes in and wants to shake things up because it squares Uranus and it's like, let's, let's rattle the cage. Let's shake things up and make it a different experience. And Mars and Uranus together can be volatile. So we want to be careful. You know, if you have a Mars Uranus in your chart, you want to especially be careful because maybe this is when you trip over the carpet in the living room or you, uh, you know, are driving and you're going a little too fast. So, you know, this is, this is electrical energy. This is bright energy. This is great for accomplishing things, but you also have to not be overbearing. Mars and Leo is like in your face. And so when it squares Uranus, it's like, and it's, you know, Uranus is in slow Taurus and Mars is in fast Leo and Mars wants to drive the car really fast the red car really fast because it's in fire and Uranus is like yeah where can I shake things up on the road and so we want to make sure that we're not driving too fast and that we're not moving too quickly in the house and we want to be mindful of how we use our body and our energy that day because our body and our energy are really very um focused and uh when when we're dealing with Mars, we have to deal with our our sort of our physicality, our own physicality, and our in our mobility. Mars is a mobile planet. It it's how we move around. It's how we get around. It's so I would be really careful when moving around because you know if you're a Mars Uranus person, you already know that you might be a little accident prone, or maybe you're gonna uh, you often bump your hip on the counter the point on the countertop in the kitchen um so just be just be aware of that also be aware of your of your temper because mars and leo can be a little hot-headed and stubborn and if you don't like things and you're not liking the way things are going then you have to and you want to like speak out about it mercury retrograde um be be nice Use the sun, Neptune, that day and be very mellow and gentle and just be reasonable because Mars, Uranus can blow a gasket in a second and you can go very quickly and blow a gasket. We don't want to do this. We want to stay calm. We want to stay focused. We want to use the energy wisely. This could be brilliant energy. It's Don't, don't go so fast that you miss something brilliant. So you don't go, ah, no, that's no good. You know, think about it, ponder it taste it, understand it, um, 
Remember, Uranus is in a slow sign. Taurus is earthy. It's earthbound. It's grounded. So be sure that what you're doing is not something that you're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. So you want to be very careful about that. You want to not use your energy too quickly. You do not want to blow a gasket. You do not want to get in someone's face. You want to use the energy wisely for creative brilliance. Then on next Sunday, and it's a it's a big week. <laughs> it's a funny little week. Um, the sun is opposite Pluto. So remember, Saturn and Pluto are together. And if the sun is opposing Saturn, then coming round the bend, the sun is opposing Pluto. And this is going to be not long before the next eclipse, which is the 16th. So on Sunday the 14th in the morning, 1046 a.m. in Eastern Time, the sun is opposing Pluto, which is transformational, which is where we want to seek transformation, seek an epiphany, seek something that is going to be deep and powerful and intense. So a lot of intensity this week. Sun-Saturn moves to Sun-Pluto. So in those days between Tuesday the 9th and Sunday the 14th, the Sun is moving from its opposition with Saturn to its opposition with Pluto, which means that the Sun is sort of navigating both of those planets. It sets in the sign of Cancer, which is a gentle, hospitable, lovely, creative sign. And then it's, you know, coming head-to-head with that, opposition to Saturn and then moving into the opposition to Pluto. So now it's not wedged between the two of them like it was back in January because it's not in the same sign they are, but it's sort of staring across the table at both of these big guns and it's trying to navigate and please both of them. So remember when you're dealing with people, again, it's an opposition. Who's across the table from you? And so as we move from Saturn to Pluto, again, remember what the theme has been, working to transform. But at first we hit the wall. We go, God, this is awful. Um, and, you know, Saturn just, I, my, my doors are shut in my face. Things are slamming in my face. And then we go, no, it's not. It's not so awful. I can transform this. How do I transform this? And that's when Pluto steps in. And so we take that and we turn it and look at it in another way. And Mars Uranus is going to help us look at things a little differently, turn things upside down, think outside the box, you know, and Mercury retrograde does that too. So this is a week for being, you know, using the energy wisely, be a little more creative the way you, the way you do things. Um, don't let yourself get stuck in the sun Saturn and go Oof, and get bummed out. Remember that Pluto is coming around the corner and we're going to shift things, okay? We have an eclipse next week. We will talk more about that in the following week. But in the meantime, the moon will be in Libra. We'll go in at 2.07 a.m. on Monday morning. It's going to stay in Libra. It's going to go void. We've got a lot of voids this week. Um, The moon is going to stay in Libra until the middle of the night on Wednesday, like in the overnight in the morning but it's going to be void from 3 30 p.m on tuesday onward so it's a it's a void for half the day on tuesday so that's okay get your tasks done lot to do lots to do 3 35 eastern time on wednesday then it goes into scorpio and so here we are with more with mars and leo and then it rules co-rules scorpio we're getting Oh, that Scorpio energy on Wednesday, on Thursday. And then Thursday night, the moon is void in Scorpio from 8.30 Eastern Time until 11 a.m. 
on Friday. And then Friday, it's, hey, we're in Sag. And, but there's like these voids that are not happening like in the middle of the night. They're happening in the middle of the day. So, you know, it's like, start the weekend on the 12th. Moon in Sag. Yeah, let's party. And then there's moon in Sag all day Saturday. And then it goes void 9.30 on Saturday evening. So it's void until 7 p.m. on Sunday the 14th. So the moon is void almost all of Sunday. So almost the whole of Sunday is just like, go to the movies, watch TV, have a good time. It's it's void in in Sag, which is a party sign, ruled by Jupiter, which is in Sag. <laughs> and even though the, the moon is going to conjunct Jupiter on Saturday afternoon, which is like, yeah, let's party. Um, and there's all those planets in Leo, you know, Mercury, Mars, everything's going to be like, we're fired up, we're, we want to go, go, go. Um, there's going to be just a point when, when it just gets to be too much. <laughs> so, you know, chill out Sunday. Um, use the time wisely as well because you do want to take advantage of the sun Pluto and the sun, you know, moving in that navigated way from Saturn to Pluto. And that's it. I bid you a good week. I wish you very well this week of Mars and Uranus and all this exciting energy. Take care. Um, and if you are interested in a session with me, my email is deb at debmcbride.com. My uh, website is debmcbride.com. My Instagram and Twitter are at debastrology. And we'll talk next week about an eclipse. Thank you for listening.